Welcome to the Dreamer's Den podcast, episode 28. I'm going to talk to you today about food and dreams. I'm so fascinated by this topic because food shows up frequently in dreams and often very specific foods. There's a lot going on here. Who's eating? Who else is eating? What's going on with finding the food? Is someone cooking or shopping, farming or gardening, harvesting? And all of this brings up questions about feeding ourselves, being nourished, not just physically, but spiritually, emotionally, relationally, and questions about transformation because cooking is a kind of transformation and so is digestion. I love the insights that Chinese medicine can bring us too by considering the energetics of the specific food that's showing up in the dream. Like how is a watermelon different from a tomato? How do they taste different? How do they affect us differently? And for anyone listening who's interested in this kind of really practical wisdom from classical Chinese medicine, I have a special offer for you I want to share before we dive into the food discussion. I have a course called Acupressure for People with Anxiety. It's a fully online course. It's about an hour and a half of video broken up into several smaller chunks. And it teaches how to use self-massage with acupressure, so pressing on certain powerful acupuncture points on the body that can really be used to bring that same relaxed kind of zened out feeling that you might have had during and after an acupuncture treatment. So you can bring that for yourself and you can use what you'll learn as a daily or weekly self-care routine. I'll teach a whole core routine that you can use as a treatment for yourself, or you can use it whenever you feel like as more of a vocabulary of points on your body and you'll get to know your favorite ones that you can turn to right before bed to deepen your sleep or any time of the day that you want the feeling they bring for you. I've offered this course for many people who deal with higher levels of anxiety and it's also been incredibly helpful for people having trouble sleeping or just wanting to get more of a sense of calm and ease and groundedness and really be able to settle into a deep sleep. And I know a lot of dreamers have really appreciated it. I love doing this before bed. I feel like I get deeper sleep and richer dreams this way helps kind of clear out the residual stress of the day and sink into that deeper place. Come check it out at thedreamersden.org slash acu. That's thedreamersden.org slash A-C-U. And you'll find a link to the course and the coupon code DREAMER. That will get you 20% off for the course. The course is normally $47, so this brings it down under $40. So less than the cost of one acupuncture treatment, and this is a tool that you can use for the rest of your life. So I hope you enjoy it. I'm sure it will serve you well, and I'd love to hear about it if you check it out. All right, now let's talk about food in dreams. You're listening to the Dreamer's Den podcast. I'm your host, Leilani Navarre. I'm here along with guest dream workers, authors, and teachers to talk about diving deep into your dreams. We're skipping the small talk and going for conversations about what matters most to us, what's touching us so deeply that it shows up in our dreams, in one form or another. We talk about engaging with dreams to experience insight, inspiration, healing, 
and meaningful connection with one another. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can catch all these conversations. Visit thedreamersden.org open for a free video and mini book I put together to help you learn more about opening up or deepening your own relationship with your dreams. So the first thing I like to ask in a dream where a food shows up or looking for food or cooking is what's going on right now around feeding myself, maybe physically with actual food. It could definitely be about that literal level, but even if it is, it's probably also about something else because our dreams are always multi-layered. All the images have multiple reasons for being there. So how am I doing with feeding myself spiritually and emotionally and in my relationships? I love the image Matt Cochran described in our podcast interview, episode 22, about ravens calling to wolves to lead them to food and how Matt, as the dream tracker, as playing the role of the raven, he's calling the attention of the wolves, the men he's working with, to that food. And the imagery is so fleshy, but it's about spirit food. You know, he, he describes it as saying, hey, there's spirit food here. So our dreams, in a way, are spirit food themselves. But what other ways are we nourished? Sometimes people will say, I felt really fed by that, or that really fed me. So thinking about if I've ever said that, or what I would say that about. Jeremy Taylor, in his comic book, Mastering the Art of Projective Dreamwork, where he does a combination of visual and verbal teaching about dreams, he talks about sleepwalking and how a common behavior of sleepwalkers is to go into the kitchen, open the fridge, and stare at the contents inside for a long, long time, but not take anything out, not eat anything. And he says this is as though they're seeking some kind of nourishment, but for what they're seeking, there's nothing there in the fridge. It's not the material food. Okay, so those are kind of big general questions that can help locate me in the territory of why food is coming up, what's going on, with my relationship to feeding myself. And also I like to include in the wider world and the community and the ecosystem, what comes up for me around food and being fed. But then we can go a lot deeper into the individual foods. So think back on your dreams. Have you dreamt of a specific food before? Many, many people have. You might not have an example, but if you can think of one, think about that food or those foods that you've seen in a dream and see if any of this strikes a chord. One thing I like to ask about is the flavor of the food. So in the way we talk about food in Chinese medicine, the flavor is a big deal. Flavors have, each one has a different energetic effect on the body, a different energetic nature. So I would say that whether you've consciously known about these actions or not, your body has experienced them. Your body has experienced the effects of eating something sour or eating something bitter, eating something sweet. We categorize foods in Chinese medicine according to their flavors, and we also categorize medicinal herbs that way. So if someone is coming to me for herbal medicine support and there's a food with a really specific flavor in their dream, that's interesting. You know, I might want to take that into account. So let me go over the flavors for you, and you can see if you recognize any flavors from foods in your own dreams. The sour flavor is associated with the wood element, 
and we say it enters the liver and gallbladder channels. So it particularly affects the liver and gallbladder channels. Its actions are astringing, sort of gathering and absorbing, contracting tissues. If you think about the way it feels when you have lemon juice in your mouth, that kind of astringent um, tightening quality. So sour foods and sour herbs can be used to address abnormal leakage, like excessive sweating, right? Wanting to astringe those fluids back in. The bitter flavor is associated with the fire element, and it's said to enter the heart and small intestine channels. So bitter, you can think of coffee. A lot of people, that's their main bitter consumption, but certain greens are bitter. Dandelion, certain vegetables have a little bit of a bitter quality. Many, many herbs are bitter. And the action of the bitter flavor is also contracting, but more descending. It draws things down very quickly and can be drying and can also be purging. So many bitter herbs and coffee can be, you know, drain things downward and cause purging. The sweet flavor goes with earth. So it's the main flavor of most nourishing that we give ourselves and that makes sense to be for it to be associated with earth and sweet in this case does not just mean sweet like sugar cane sugar refined sweeteners but the sweetness of a fruit or even the sweetness of like a brown rice many meats and dairy products are considered to have a sweet nature too so these enter the spleen pancreas and stomach they're tonifying and soothing, and they help our chi expand up and out, but in a gentle, harmonious way. Whereas pungent, and pungent is like that really strong aromatic flavor, what we'd call spicy sometimes, but not just warming spicy foods like ginger or pepper. There's also cooling pungent foods like mint or radish. So the pungent flavor goes with the metal element and enters the lungs and large intestine. And this also expands, tending to move our chi up and out, but in more of a dispersing way, bringing things way out to the surface and dispersing them. If you think about how a strong ginger or even mint tea can make you break a sweat, that's that pungent nature. And then the fifth major flavor is salty. And salty goes with the water element and enters the kidney and bladder channels. So we're mostly talking about foods from the sea here and salt itself and the foods that we make salty, like potato chips. The salty flavor moves energy down and in the same way I've talked about the water energy in general, that down and in condensing and storing. But salty can also be used to detoxify or purge. And a lot of salty herbs and even foods are used to soften hardness, so hardened Things like lymph nodes or masses even sometimes in the body will turn to salty flavored herbal medicines. So maybe you've had an aha or two right there. Maybe you've dreamt of a sour pickle or sugar cookies and something strikes a chord there. Let's also talk about the colors of foods and see what that brings up. You've heard me talk about the colors probably before as exquisite, pure and simple resonances with each of the five elements. If you haven't heard me talk about that or read about it, you can go to thedreamersden.org open 
to get my free mini book about the five elements in dreams and read about it there. There are also colors that aren't in the five element system, like purple. I had a dream last year, which I had incubated by asking about a health question, asking for some insights in this dream about a health question. And in the dream, I approach a doctor to ask a question and the doctor turns away from me. She turns away from me and I have to go a different direction. And then I walk down this long counter, like a kitchen counter, with purple potatoes and then purple sweet potato chips and then a blender with a big purple smoothie. So there were all these purple foods and I was curious after that to look up what's going on with the color purple when it shows up in a food, right? Because every different color has different types of nutrients and reasons that we need it in our diet. But nothing I read about purple foods really seemed to apply. On another level, I associate purple with the crown chakra and with spirit. And so I felt that this dream was directing me more towards spiritual nourishment in this case, rather than the material answers that the doctor might have. And really, I already had a lot of material information about this health question, and I was kind of asking my dreams for more, for what else could I know, what else could I do? And I felt that it was really showing me, look to the spiritual for this now. That's what's next. We're done with the doctor, so what's next? Okay, let's talk about the symbolic nature of these different foods. Think about the energy contained in different types of foods, like an egg. An egg is the potential for new life, right? And so is a nut or a seed, all that condensed potential. So maybe in the dream, I'm looking for one of those foods but can't find them. Or maybe I'm eating a ton of those foods. Or someone's taken all those foods. What if someone took all my condensed stored potential? Who, who's that character? And a flower, if there's an edible flower, that's that full summertime fire element expression and flourishing, that beauty, that quality that draws in, draws in people, draws in pollinators. And a fruit as well, a fruit is meant to draw attention, to draw someone else to participate in spreading these seeds, to draw an animal or a person to pick it and to eat it and to disperse the seeds a fruit is usually beautiful and usually sweet. And also that later summer, later autumn time, we have the expression, the fruits of our labor. So every food has a nature like this. Meat could be said to as well. Meat being such concentrated nourishment. Whether you think it's a good idea to eat meat or a terrible idea or you're somewhere in the middle, meat is definitely concentrated nourishment high protein, and it comes from an animal. It comes from a moving being as opposed to a plant who holds still, right? So there could be something important there about nourishing myself with that animal energy. And if it's a particular part of an animal, like eating a chicken leg, that might be interesting as well. And if you do have a strong opinion about eating meat, that could be playing into why it is showing up in the dream in the way that it is. So let's say I feel that it's destructive and unnecessary and wrong to eat meat. Then meat might show up in the dream not to remind me of that and not to necessarily be about that, but to 
show me something that I perceive as destructive and wrong and unnecessary. On the other hand, if I think meat is a really important part of the diet for a lot of people and that it's falsely maligned and I have a problem with the preaching and protesting around trying to stop people from eating meat, in that case, meat might represent something really different for me about something underappreciated or something wrongfully blamed or something that I feel like I need to defend. So thinking about the natures of the foods and our relationship to them can be really rich. Now, moving on from the natures and the colors and flavors of the foods, let's talk about what's going on with the food in many dreams. I've heard so many dreams and had many myself of being in a grocery store or at a restaurant or a food court in a mall, a place where we're supposed to be able to go and acquire this nourishment, whatever type of nourishment it might be. So if that's happening, some questions are, what's the array of food like? Is there abundance? Is there lack? What foods are there? A recurring theme for me is being in a place that's supposed to have a bunch of food, like a grocery store does have a bunch of food, but there's nothing that suits me. I can't find anything I can eat. And I've heard several dreams like this from other people who, like me, eat in a very specific way for health reasons, talk about dreams of being in a grocery store or a food court or something like that, a market, and not finding anything we can eat. So that's so familiar from waking life when you follow a really specific way of eating and most of the foods other people are eating aren't going to suit you. But also I have to then ask, what else resonates with this theme? How do I feel like what's on offer doesn't suit me? How do the standard offerings not nourish me in other realms besides food? And what does it feel like to be seeking what I need and see what works for everybody else but doesn't work for me? Another theme I've seen many times is being hungry but not being able to find any food at all. So in the way we've been talking about food as nourishment of any kind, that could relate to that longing, that longing for what will really really nourish me, provide me with what I need, and it being invisible to me, not knowing where to look, not knowing where to find it. There's also sometimes the imagery of too much food, overflowing food. I have a dream I'm going to share with you here shortly where the, some of the food is spilling over, seems really excessive. So if there's too much food, is there more than I can take in of something? Is there some wastefulness going on in some realm in my life? Why is there such a material abundance of this precious nourishment so much that some of it's going to go to waste? There are so many other recurring themes, trying to pack enough food, reading the signs or the labels on food, feeding someone else or being fed by someone else, watching somebody eat. So I hope you'll share some of yours in the comments on the show notes or in the free Facebook group. I want to look at another aspect of food and especially cooking, which is about transformation. So food is something that I take in and then I transform it to help myself grow and to help myself live, to help myself have energy. It's also my connection through that with the earth and the whole cycle of life. Whether or not I'm eating meat, I'm eating something that was alive, even if it's a leaf and the plant that I took it from is still alive. This leaf is no longer alive, right? The eating intimately connects me with the cycles of life and death and it must be transformed once I take it in. So let's talk about cooking. Cooking is also a transformation process but it's to make that food ready 
for me to take it in and transform it. It's interesting to me that cooking uses heat, of course, because in Chinese medicine, we talk about heat and cold, but also heat is a quality of life and cold is more a quality of death, right? So how do I enliven something with heat as someone who's cooking in the kitchen, who's in charge of that heat and that warmth? If someone's cooking in the dream, I like to ask, who is this character? Who's doing the cooking? If it's someone from waking life, of course, we want to ask about their qualities And I'm especially curious about whether there are certain things that that person is really able to handle well, things they can process, things they can transform. We also have so many cooking expressions, verbal expressions that might apply, like now we're cooking with gas or grilling someone, cooking the books, cook up a scheme, simmer down, stewing on something, a half-baked idea, to turn up the heat on someone, to be burned, to stir the pot, to put something on the back burner, right? There's more. But if something is on the back burner, right, or someone's stirring the pot in the dream, our dreams love puns, so that's always worth playing with, saying it out loud and seeing what it sounds like. And of course, we also use the word cooking sometimes to describe processing something deep and internal like I'm still cooking on that or that idea is still cooking or she's cooking you know she's really in her process one other thing I want to mention before I share this example dream with you is about time so I've seen a couple dreams not mine but a few examples of people eating at night and so this is an interesting mismatch with time makes me want to ask, am I trying to nourish myself at a time or in a setting when I can't really take it in, when I can't really digest it, or am I trying to consume, take in, take in at a time that that I would ideally be resting? So in this dream that I want to share with you, time comes up. This dream was shared with me recently by an acupuncture patient. I was already planning this episode about food, and I loved this dream, and she was so gracious to Let me use it freely as an example. I did not ask her for a title though, so here's an untitled dream for you. I'm arriving to the kitchen at work. It's about 5 a.m. and the dinner crew is still there. It's a bunch of young guys. I have the feeling that they're always there before I come in, but usually they're done before I get there. So they're gone by the time I arrive. But since they're still here, it feels like this is still their space and I should give them room to finish what they're doing. They're cooking steaks, a lot of big steaks, and it's really greasy. So I turn on a fan and then I go outside to get something else I need. As I'm walking back, I cross a frozen lake. It's kind of soft and slushy, but it's still firm underneath. And then I notice the ice is beginning to thaw but it's not cracking, it's undulating. It's undulating under me and it's helping move me along back toward the shore. When I go back in the kitchen, I see that they're still cooking and I notice it's so much meat that some of the steak is spilling over the side of the pot. End of dream. So she shared this dream with me because she said it's unusual for her to have such vivid material things in her dreams. The steak was so vivid and the grease, she really felt like she could see and feel these things. 
So I started by asking her about beef. Does she eat it? Any associations there? The first thing she said was that her son loves it, really loves it. It's one of his favorite foods. Her parents would eat it sometimes when she was a kid, but it was a special thing that the kids didn't eat. Her parents would have it late at night, again at night, after the kids went to bed. They would have a big steak. At least that was the, her association with steaks, not just with beef. The dreamer herself eats beef very rarely. She said she eats it maybe a couple times a year when someone else makes it because she thinks it's better not to eat much for her health and for the ecosystem. So I reflected back the idea that this is the food that feeds my son. If this were my dream, I walk in and there's a lot of the food that feeds my son cooking here. So what are his qualities and what is it to nourish him is a question already on my mind. And then we talked a little bit more about the cooks. She said she doesn't recognize them from waking life, although she does work with a lot of younger men in her job, which she, she works in a kitchen. And usually she visits and talks with the guys that she works with, but she has no desire to interact with these guys. She just passes them by. We shifted away from the beef and the kitchen and the cooks for a little while to talk about the thawing lake. The thawing of emotions is how we explored it because water resonating in Chinese medicine terms with fear and awe and mystery, but also you'll hear it a lot in dream work circles talking about water as the unconscious and emotions in general. And this dreamer is really actively working right now with a thawing of her anger. She had told me already that day how she was beginning to notice her anger. We'd talked about this before, and it was something that I've been encouraging for her because I recognize that we need to be able to feel and also to allow movement for all of our different emotions. So without going into too many of her details, she had let me know earlier in that conversation that she was just starting to notice maybe not full anger, but some annoyance and irritation and to take note of it before it quickly turned into another emotion. So that felt resonant for her, that this thawing of emotions and the undulating of the new movement of that emotion is actually helping her get where she needs to go. And then we came back into the kitchen in our conversation and I asked her, what is it to turn on the fan? What, what's that about? Why would someone do that? Why would I turn on the fan? And she said, well, I don't like cleaning beef grease, which at first made sense to me. Use the fan so it's not such a mess. But then she said, it seems insulting to the animal. And her foot started moving and her hand started fidgeting and her body got kind of tense. So in combination with that being an intriguing concept to me that beef grease on the stove would be insulting to the animal. I asked her to tell me more about that. She said, well, it seems kind of disrespectful. It was alive. It was a living creature. So I asked, okay, as I imagine myself in this dream, how do I feel seeing the way that they're cooking? She described it as kind of slapdash and not, not really recognizing that what they were cooking used to be a living creature. So I said, how do I feel looking at that? And she said, it's shocking. I'm kind of shocked. Okay, anything else? Well, makes me curious. I, I want to understand how they could be that way, how they could be so careless about it. And then 
I admit maybe I was doing a little bit of leading questioning, but I asked, well, so do I want it to change? Do I have any impulse to do anything about that besides the turning on the fan? And she says, yeah, you know, she would love for it to change. But that's where it stopped. So we talked a little bit about how this dream was kind of an in-between. There's, there's this moment of looking at them, feeling shock and curiosity, and the ice is thawing out there behind me. So it leaves me with the question, what's going to happen next? But I felt like there still might be something more here. And as I'm imagining myself in the dream, looking at these guys and knowing that they're cooking what my son likes to eat, I was inspired to ask her, are these guys close in age to my son? And kind of surprised, she said, yes, they are. So then I asked, and how's, how's my son, as I imagine myself as the dreamer, how's my son with disagreement and confrontation? Those were words that she had used about um, when anger comes up or expressing disagreement and confrontation. So how's my son with those things? And she said, so comfortable. So comfortable. It's easy for him. This thing that she's been exploring and working with and trying to grow into of being able to notice anger or irritation or annoyance and expressing it still feels really far away. For her son, it's so comfortable, so easy. So she told me how he'll say, I want to say something, but I don't want to hurt your feelings. And then kindly, but very directly, he'll express whatever it is that he needs to express. And so we talked about how if this dream is showing me that there's a lot of food here for my son within me, the qualities in me that are like my son, if I'm going to nourish that part now, how can I grow those qualities? Maybe I can use that technique. Maybe I could just name the awkwardness before I launch into saying whatever hard thing I need to say. I want to express this, but I'm not sure how. Or I have something I need to say to you guys, but I'm concerned it might make you really uncomfortable or stir this pot, so to speak. And that was a big aha for her. That right there, that recognition of her son's way of dealing with disagreement and her own thawing relationship to her anger and ways to express herself and ways to nourish those qualities in herself. All in the context that this dream brings up of seeing something I don't like, but just taking a small action to turn on that fan to try to make it a little bit less of a mess but not confront anybody. But I'm starting to see how much this situation displeases me. And I also asked for those of you who are wondering about the cooks as a part of myself too, as the dreamer, what part of me is doing something in a slapdash way or is disrespectful? And what I find really intriguing is that these cooks are people in the dream reality that I don't usually see. I know they're there, but I don't usually see them. So that makes me wonder what part of me is being kind of slapdash or disrespectful that is usually invisible to me that's in the, the night, you know, the darkness, the unseen of my life most of the time. But now for the first time, I'm seeing it. So those were the most important parts of our dream work for her. But I want to add a few more things that come up for me. And of course, I'm practicing projective dream work. So maybe these things are up because they're relevant for me and I need to look at them. And I also want to share them with you because you never know what's going to strike a chord in a dream. And I don't know what, what might strike a chord for any of you listening. So 
thinking about the nature of the foods and health, greasy food is hard on the liver and the spleen networks. So there's this excess of grease, very noticeable excess of grease and then the need to vent it. And the only way I have to vent it is upward through air, which makes me think about the lungs. So from a health perspective, especially holistic health, natural medicine, Chinese medicine, I'd be thinking about liver and spleen networks and how they might be burdened. Maybe it's actual grease or maybe the grease is there to show me there's something hard for my liver and spleen networks to handle here. Also beef, I think of as sort of a food of this place, this locale where the dreamer and I live. There's a lot of ranching here. So beef is a food from this place, but it's not one that she eats. So if this were my dream, I'd be thinking about what is grown here, raised here, what develops here that I don't, that I choose not to take in. Also beef builds blood. As a food, in terms of its effects on the body, it's called a blood builder. It helps in situations of blood deficiency. So this dreamer hardly ever eats meat. And if this were my dream, I might be thinking about needing blood building foods. There's so much of this beef, so much it's spilling over the pot. So maybe I need some more material blood building. And that doesn't have to be beef. That could be beets or it could be black beans, or it could be a blood-building plant herb. I'd also be thinking about cold, because cold can be part of a classical Chinese medicine diagnosis, and we can treat that directly with warming moxibustion. Or it could be a seasonal comment about winter moving into spring. And also that this is happening in a metal pot. The steak is being cooked and the grease is overflowing from this metal pot brings my attention to the metal organs, the lungs and the large intestine, which also happen to be the organ networks that are fullest of qi in terms of the tidal flow throughout the day. They're fullest between 3 a.m. and 7 a.m. with the transition from lung to large intestine happening at 5 a.m. Interesting, right? I don't think I even mentioned that to the dreamer, but maybe you're listening right now or maybe we'll explore this next time we get together. Okay, one more thing about the spilling over. When something is spilling over, not contained within the bounds, this steak that's too big for the pot, I want to ask what is overflowing in my life? What is spilling over the edges a little more than my container can hold? What is there such abundance of or what is there an overwhelming amount of? I'd want to feel into that. And if it had been interesting for her, we might have gone into where she feels that in her body or if that resonates as an experience she's having. All right, so there's all that there potentially in this dream with such vivid food and cooking and grease aspects. And in this case, what really brought out the most potent emotional aha was that beef is something her son turns to for nourishment. Without that, we wouldn't have been talking about her son at all. So with everything that I've gone over in this episode, it might just be one thing, one thought about a sour pickle being astringing that leads down the rest of the trail. But I wanted to really dig into some of these things because a food showing up can make way for all of this. All right, I hope this has inspired you to ask some new questions about foods that show up in your dreams. 
I'd really love to hear from you. Any thoughts about this dream of the greasy steak and the thawing lake and any food dreams of your own? Come post in the free Facebook group, The Dreamer's Den, free group on Facebook, or leave a comment on the show notes, thedreamersden.org slash 28. That's thedreamersden.org slash 28. You'll also find links there to my acupressure for people with anxiety and for dreamers who want deep restful sleep. You'll find links to that course and to the episode I mentioned with Matt Cochran and Jeremy Taylor's comic book, Mastering the Art of Projective Dreamwork. I'll be back with you on the full moon. Until then, wishing you deep dreams. <laughs>